Legacy games and games with consumable components have been the rage for a little while now. Putting stickers on the board, tearing up your cards, drawing on components, and generally destroying your games as you know it has become commonplace. But with the eventizing of games, it seems to raise the stakes a bit in terms of gameplay. By that, what I mean is the event of playing a game is so tied to the mechanics that they become permanently intertwined. You're not going to get to replay an escape room game if something goes awry. Even if you try, you're never going to replicate that first experience. A bad experience of playing a game is sometimes that, just a bad experience but it's not necessarily the game's fault. What if the experience of playing the game is the game? That raises the stakes, right? Is this a good thing? Consumable games are really exciting, in part because you are consuming the game as you play. But for every good experience you have with a game like this, a bad experience may lurk just around the corner. Welcome to the Player One, Player Two podcast. Episode 21, Don't Go Breaking My Heart. Hi, I'm Eric and I'm Player One. I'm Kathleen and I'm Player Two. Welcome to the Player One, Player Two podcast, the podcast about board games and the two-player experience of playing board games. So we're recording this episode super late at night. Because yeah. we just finished Exit, the Catacombs of Horror. Which was a two-parter. A big two-parter. And before we go any farther, I'm going to stop right now and say that for the sake of satisfaction of the listener, we will be spoiling this, at least in some measure, right? Will we? Well, I mean, if we don't talk about any details, this is going to be like, did you like it? And they'll be like, hmm? And they'll be like, why? I'm like, well, I can't say. All right, thanks for tuning in. <laughs> yeah, I guess so, but I don't really know. Are we reviewing just this game or all Exit games? Because I think that we'll spoil this one. And talk about all of them? And we can talk about... We won't about... spoil any others? No, we won't talk about too many details of others. I mean, I'll spoil this one and say that it was not my favorite. So and you... Exit games are my number one, if you were listening. So, yeah, spoilers. How about that? <laughs> How's that a spoiler? No, I'm just saying... Yes, we're going to do spoilers. Yeah, we'll yeah. do spoilers, I guess. I like, uh, <laughs> if they come up, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Just as a red flag, you're in the danger zone. If you don't want to have any information at all, then you yeah. may want to go home tune, and tune, out. Tune, tune in next week. Uh, but, see, now okay. I feel really conflicted. Now that we got that out of the way, let's just <laughs> our hands are dirty. Okay. I know, I know, but I feel conflicted because I feel like people who like this... So before you tune out, people who really They've like exit... <laughs> people who really like exit games i think should know that this is not a very good one well they already heard you say you didn't like it i know but before they turned it off anyway all right so catacombs of horror is i bought this one when i was going on vacation mm-hmm. and i was like great i'll buy this new exit and we can we can play it on my vacation and it'll be great and then it, i got it and I was surprised. It's in like a comparative to other exit games. It's in a huge box. Yeah. It's like twice the size of any other exit box. And when I read the back, it was like, oh, it's a two-parter. That's really interesting. And we have played a lot of exit games at this point. Yeah, they're my favorite game. I'm like sad right now. And they have been consistently satisfying 
which is tough in a puzzle game. Some better than others. Yeah, some a little bit more so than others, but we haven't had any up until now that we finished and we're like, wah, wah. Or maybe we have, actually. That's not entirely true, but it's usually not like, oh, we didn't really like that one. Cool, we have to keep going. Wow, we really don't like this. <laughs> Because we, we were kind of thinking, like, after we finished the first part of this, like, maybe all the tricks are in the second part. Yeah, and I think that, well, we, to give some sort of uh, an idea about our track record with Exit, we've had some that I guess we were underwhelmed by. Right. Like, oh, that was fine, but ultimately we enjoyed it. If you asked me after the fact about, like, the Tropical Island one, which I have no idea what was actually in it, <laughs> but I remember enjoying it at the time, I'd be like, I don't really remember that one, which means it wasn't super flashy, but it was good. Like, it got the job done. Right. But I wouldn't say that about this one. Nope. So, do you want to tell our intrepid listeners what is Exit, if they are somehow this far in and don't know what we're talking about? <laughs> it's like an escape room in a box. Yeah, that's fair. An escape room in a box. And the other main game series that does this is called Unlock. Unlock, yeah. And this is different from Unlock in that it's more tactile, and you're actually destroying and messing up your components as you go. So yep. it is like a use once and it's done. Yep. You can't pass it on. Unlock, on the other, on the other hand, is uh, basically just a deck of cards... You can do it. You don't damage anything. And if you want to pass it on to somebody else. You... In fact, we have. We have done that. Yes. So we tend to like Exit more. We've talked about that prior to this. I think the funny thing is, though, we had like an experience with an unlock game that we really did not enjoy because we were super frustrated and we kept not being able to figure out the numbers. And I feel like that. I feel is like that happened today. What happened tonight? So, so maybe we should give Unlock another shake. Another, yeah. This was a two-parter, like we said. And we played the mm-hmm. first part a couple weeks ago. I don't know, four weeks ago, something like that, five weeks ago. That's like a month ago. And we thought, eh. Yeah. Didn't do a whole lot. No. When I heard it was a two-parter, what I assumed was that it was going to be sort of like two in one, like two reasonably satisfying experiences that ended up going together. But really, when you finish part one, it was like... Feels like a weird little prequel. Hey, you can stop now and come back. Do you want to do that? And it was like, oh, that didn't take that long compared to how long it usually takes us. Yeah. And then we were like, oh, but it's like 9.30. Let's just stop. So we stopped. Because we were kind of underwhelmed by it, and I felt no impetus to keep going. But in the back of my mind, I was like, cool, well, maybe that just means the second one is going to be, like, where all the tricks come come out. Yeah, I remember thinking maybe all the cool stuff is, like, backloaded into the second half. That was not the case. No, not really. It wasn't. There was, like, the last puzzle was different. Much different than anything else, that I think, that has henceforth been in Exit. Yeah, and I really didn't mind the format, honestly. What do you mean, like the two-part aspect, or... No, I mean the... Are you, are, were you talking about the very last puzzle, the one we yeah. just completed? I didn't mind, like, there were a lot, a lot of steps in it. You were basically doing a spell. That's not too spoilery. I mean, we're already spoiling it, so if we're going to spoil it, let's spoil it. The F out of it. Okay. Oh, I, I don't know. I still feel, like, reticent to do that. I mean, we gave fair warning, and I'll put a note on the episode. Okay, spoilers. So what you're doing, essentially, is that you're using a candle to cast shadows... Mm-hmm. And, and it's part of a spell. Based on where on a grid you've put the candle, you're spelling something out. Yeah, but we didn't know that. We kind of got that. I thought we did everything we needed to do. No, we we didn't. We never spelled out the word. Though. Yeah, but I think we blocked all the skulls. That was the thing that was most frustrating to me. 
I don't know. I, I mean, I guess one thing that's like kind of cool about this experience specifically as we played it, this is the first time I've ever felt like we played a game of Exit where we could figure something out in multiple ways. Like yeah. there have been other times when we're like, we're stymied, we're stymied. And then this time we were like, oh, we got it. And I was sort of confused. It's like, I don't even understand. How did you get that? And Or no, as we were going along, I was like, okay, I don't really understand how you did that. And then later I was like, oh, here's a code that we could have used to figure that out. But we just used logic yeah. to figure out the key. Well, Eric did. Or like process to figure out the, the key. Or... Yeah. Like this is the first time I've ever felt like that. Like a lot of times in this game when you don't have the cards and the stuff that you need and the exact clues that you need, you're like, panic, panic, panic. This time, I think, was the first time playing Exit where I didn't only feel sort of disoriented, like, maybe I'll try this or maybe I'll try that. I felt like I was in a room with the lights out and I couldn't see anything. It was, like, totally lost. Yeah. And it was like, we don't even know what puzzle we're working on. Well, and a lot of times, actually, which was fine. I was okay with that because we figured it out. I was okay with it for the first few minutes and then it was like, I can't even look at a hint card. No, that was our fault because we were not paying attention. There were a couple times that maybe we shouldn't have played this game this late at night. Maybe we shouldn't be recording this episode right now. We're so mad about it. I'm not Um, mad. I'm just... I just found it very disappointing, ultimately. I know, but I'm saying a couple of the incidents were entirely our fault. Like what? Like, when we were super frustrated and we were like, why can't we figure this out? Why can't we figure this out? This isn't working. When we were trying to, like, thread the thing with the thing, like, use the oh, string. Oh, we didn't know that there was a component we were supposed to have. Even though and we'd read we it, like, three times. It. Yeah, but we just kept not reading it correctly. We kept misinterpreting that, like, one thing was two things that we needed. So we hadn't taken a piece out of the box that was incredibly important. And I feel like that set us up. Like, on the wrong foot, because it was the first puzzle that of the, of the second, the second half. half. And, yeah. like, that was our fault. Yeah, but at the same time, nothing ever told us to take that out, the two mysterious pieces. I mean, and maybe it did the last time we wrapped, but that brings me to a new issue that we have with, or that I have, <laughs> I won't speak for you, <laughs> that I had with this, which is, I don't really know, like, what the point of the two-part was Mm-mm. i don't know why we stopped because clearly when we stopped it took a really long time to get going again especially because it the first inc- one wasn't like here's a cliffhanger yeah. it was like no not it felt really. incredibly unclear as to what we were supposed to start with what we were supposed to do at the beginning like usually when you pick up something like i like something like detective when you pick up detective Typically, when we are starting in on a new case, it obviously ties into stuff before, but we haven't played it in sometimes like a month, usually longer, actually, a couple months. Yeah. But it will say like, hey, here's all the stuff you need. Like, refresher. And we had to like read our files when we played Detective, but never were we like, what are we doing? Yeah. Hold on. I have no idea literally what we're even expected to do. What else am I thinking of that that we do like that? We're like, we have to pick it up and be like, oh, what do we know already? I don't know. I, it is just detective because sometimes in detective you'll have to be like, oh, do we still have that like sheet of paper? Do we still have like the Horatio Dawson stuff? Remember we had the case file? But here it was sort of like, oh, open the box because you unlocked the box last time. And I remember that because inside of the full game box, there's another box. Mm-hmm. And inside of that box, there's a bunch of random crap. And I remember that we unlocked that box last time. And then it said, okay, so you're getting started, so you need this and this. But it never said, oh, and take these pieces out, you have found yeah. them. Yeah. 
But later on, every time you're getting something out of that box you've unlocked, it specifically says you have found this. Well, the other weird thing about that, though, was that we pulled a hint card that was like, if you found this clue or something Uh, along those lines. And I was like, how would we be this far? Like, I don't remember if we found this clue in the last game or not. How in the world would I remember that? There needs to be like some way of like keeping... If you really are meant to split this into two pieces, there needs to be a better way of keeping track. And that's why I assumed it would essentially be two independent exit games. Yeah. That's sort of keyed off of each other. Or like maybe, again, like there would be something where you open it up and you're like, okay, now we're opening up the second box or we're about to op- we're about to do this thing. But there is a reminder like, hey, get this material and this material from the last game really disregard everything else what it felt like was like a big shambling clumsy one that put a save point in the middle yeah because i kept thinking like like, oh do we need this from the first one do we not need this from the first one is this important and there was never anything that really said yeah like you said like these are the things that you are going to rely on that you've already unlocked from the past nothing like that at all because i mean didn't we end up like reusing most things a bunch of things and usually an exit once you finish with something... It's done. It's done. Like, you could set it on fire. You're never going to reference it again. And that's actually something I really appreciate about these games. And I think that that's another thing that I will go ahead and say about this particular one is that there was definitely something that, like, threw off the logic that I'm used to in these games. Which is not this game's fault. Not this game's fault. Uh, because I think it's probably good for us to sometimes, like, switch up our thinking. That was what I was going to talk about with you, though. And I was yeah. curious what your opinion was. Because, essentially, if you want to sort of abstract what this game is, all these games are about, unlock and exit, they're kind of like logic games, mm-hmm. right? And when you are doing something like a logic puzzle or a logic game, if... They are sort of designed in the same mold, Mm -hmm. and you can sort of orient your brain in that direction, like point Mm -hmm. point the compass that way, then for me, it makes it easier to figure them out. Yeah. I'm like, well, they probably wouldn't do that because, you know... No, I mean, that's the nature. And I think that's why we also, at this point, like Exit better. Because when we play Unlock, we're like, wait, would they do that? Well, our brains also tend to jive. Like, yeah. with the logic that exists in Exit games. Mm-hmm. We and like the hint cards that are in Exit games. They make sense. I was kind of excited about this one because if you look at it, there was another person working on it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, the same two people that have made them all did not make this one by themselves. Mm-hmm. All Exit games have been designed by Inca and Marcus Brand, who designed a lot of games that we like. Like, uh... Rajas of the Ganges, they designed that. We love that. They designed Village. <laughs> so they've designed all these themselves. Well, this one was different because someone named Ralph Querforth, I'm sure that's pronounced incorrectly. Sorry, Ralph. <laughs> he, who was the original developer of Exit, who came up with the idea. Of Exit in the first place? Yeah. That's cool. He came up with the idea along with a woman named Sandra Docterman, and then the brands made it. And he worked on this one with them. And you can definitely feel sort of like the input of somebody else. I don't mind that, though. Neither do I. 
Because the first time it happened and I was like, oh, well, never would I have thought that I was going to have to draw directly on that thing. Because we have never, like, you draw, you cut, you fold, you do all kinds of crazy stuff in exit games. But we've never had to, like, so directly, like, translate something to literally drawing on, like, the board like cross points on the board we drew on this on these and it was so yeah and it made sense the second time and maybe because we did it the first time the first one you're on like the big poster which is bigger than any poster or sort of yeah image spread you've gotten an exit we just drawing these big long lines couldn't figure out that we were actually supposed to like draw on it from that but i mean i think that that's good I think that that's like a good challenge. Well, honestly, I, the thing about if you if you stop, I know we did that a while ago, but if you stop and think about it, the same problem we had in the last puzzle, which was that at some point you're you're doing something that is very very fine honed, yeah. like okay, so this very narrow line has to land on this very narrow thing, and that was always to do. That was also in the very that puzzle, the very first puzzle where you're drawing long yeah. lines, and we were drawing these like ten inch long lines on a this big picture, and it had to go through these teeny tiny little icons. Mm-hmm. And if you just happened not use a big enough ruler, which I don't think we did, oh, was that, that you the... kind of go over the wrong icon? And I guess like that is sort of the heart of my problem with this. I don't mind. It's obviously annoying to me because I'm the kind of person that I am when I'm in a situation where I am supposed to be paying very close attention to the details and I skip over one and like that's why I can't figure it out. I don't mind that. I do mind it when I feel like the logic behind those very particular situations don't make sense. Like if you're going to expect me to understand that like not putting like what is that? What are they called? A, a, a tittle or a tuttle? <laughs> like a, like a, the dot that goes over an eye. Like if no. you want me, if you want me to understand that like that's a clue, then like you better have dots that look like that as the, you know, answer. <laughs> like if you, if, if you're going to set up something that's so particularly particular and fiddly, like then I'm expecting that to be played out with precision on your end too. So if you tell me you need to match up the blue dots, I'm going to look for a blue dot. (laughs) If it is not a blue dot, I'm going to be like, oh, I get that these two are like the same color, but like, really? Like, I can't. That's an oval. And that's going to make me nuts. (laughs) No, I agree. And it wasn't even like, oh, an oval versus a circle. One of them was like a square or something. (laughs) It was like, well, that's not a circle. And it's also not really a color. It's just sort of like this square that can't be the thing we're drawing through. And was it? Was that right? It was right, yeah. So this game, on multiple occasions, had really fiddly, yeah. like, dexterity-related things that you had to do. Which like, okay, we'll draw this, like, 20-inch line and make sure that it goes through the exact right icon at the exact right time. Which is fine, but you better give me... It better be clear what the icon is. Because if it's not going to pay off unless it's exactly on, like, that idol's head, I better be able to figure out what I'm doing. Yeah, and, and having eye things that are too close together or... I, I don't know. It it lost some of the sharp edge that I think that Exit usually has. And so, more often than not, even in an Exit game where I'm having a hard time with the puzzles, which, granted, this one was harder as well. Yeah. Which sort of... exacerbated the, I don't know, some of the puzzle styles. I also don't mind, like, failing at hard puzzles if I can feel like I 
understand why. But well, I still I mean. don't wholly understand the last one. When I don't know a puzzle and then I we figure it out or we just end up looking at the answer and I go, oh, awesome. It was like this. I find that satisfying even yeah. if I didn't get it because I'm like, wow, what a cool surprise. But in this, it was like, oh, I guess it's this because it's telling me that. But never would I have drawn the thing in the bizarre way that they're expecting that I would have. Yeah. It's very counterintuitive. And what that ultimately does is it sort of leads your thinking into like a dead end. Yeah, and it is. And that's one of the reasons in this game. And we had to use the all three of the help guards in some At situations, which we haven't two done. Twi- two times, I believe. Probably in an exit game since we, since like the first like two or three we played. Usually by the second time, we can figure it out. And if we can't, if we go all the way, it's because we're on the right track, but we don't know what we're doing wrong. Yeah. And I think that that happened a little bit in this. Because it is, like, frustrating when you get in a mindset and you're like, I know this has to be right. I can't figure it out. Because sometimes you just can't break out of there. But I also, this time, didn't feel the impetus to. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Like, I just was like, whatever. Like, I feel like I've done the best I can. And I don't even... There was something missing in this that I normally have, which is a drive to not be told. Like, usually, I don't know. I talk to my students all the time about, um, like, reader energy and, like, (laughs) how you can't use up your reader's energy, like, by confusing them, by not writing in a way that's clear, because it's the same for when they read their textbooks. They're just going to stop. Like, they're just, there's a finite amount. And I think, like, on some of these puzzles, I was like, I don't even, like... The word I was thinking of, or words, I guess, phrase in this case, is something like goodwill. Like, the excitement that they're bringing and the goodwill of, like, getting throttled by difficult puzzles. At a certain point, if you're not giving them, like, breadcrumbs that are in some way sweet or satisfying, that's going to, like, entice them to keep going, it's just going to be like, this isn't making sense. And what it's doing is it's, it's, rather than tantalizing me, it's making me just want to know what the answer is so we can keep going. Yeah, which does, ha- like does not happen to me in exit games. Because, again, I feel like we're being really negative, but exit games are my favorite. Number one, if you listen to the um, top ten podcast, like, this is my favorite thing to do. Mm-hmm. I was super excited. But this one just felt off. And, not and like, I try and tell myself that when we're starting, like, when we're doing something, like, if we're switching to an unlock, which we have done a couple times. and like do I can't, that again. Yeah. Um, I, I, I can't let myself, like fall too much into the trap of like blaming it for not being what I want what I've already done like I need like the whole point of this is to like expand the way that I think but never did I have a moment where I figured it out where I was like haha that does expand how I'm gonna think that Mm. was a my bad I didn't even think like that it just left me puzzled which doesn't normally happen to me the word I was gonna use for me was dumbfounded (laughs) I was more like yeah I just was like what (laughs) Like, I, I don't understand. And usually it's not like that. Like, I still don't understand the, the word thing and how that would have helped or if it even mattered. No, I don't I don't either, honestly. Or why we would have known. Because there's a clue since we're going full spoiler. In the spell that you do, there is like, there's like a, there's a nine part checklist of things you have to do. It's which like a is ritual, cool. I guess. So it's yeah. like do this and then do this, but it's obviously all very cryptic and riddly. And we start I started off putting check marks next to everything to make sure we did it. And we probably should have continued because one of them says across secret words light makes its paces. Guides shadows off to silent places. 
And later when we looked through, we're really spoiling this. Later when we looked through at the answer, it was like we're supposed to be spelling out the word bloodlust. But the word bloodlust is written on the journal, fair. It's written one time next to the ritual symbol, So it's a pentagram with a goat. But the goat pentagram is on like 60 different things. Yeah. But I mean... It's everywhere. This is fair. But that clue was number five. And it says across secret words. Well, all right. But I wasn't really... Because it says secret words, I wasn't looking for a secret word. You've got like a whole grid of letters. I'm assuming that's just like some cryptic clue about how we need to move the candle that we were moving across all of the letters there. Like, I wasn't even thinking we should spell something out because I don't think that that wording gives a clear enough idea that you need to be searching for a word. If I had, like, paid more attention, maybe. But, like, I didn't have any idea we were supposed to be looking for a word, did you? Could I have found this word and assumed that this was the secret word? Yes. If I had known I was looking for a freaking word. Yeah, I, I do feel like the language in a lot of this... And this is an interesting thing to pause on. We were talking about language while we were playing about how this is a German game. Mm-hmm. And in the past, we played, like we said, a lot of these. There are some clunky translations, mm-hmm. which doesn't really bother me because a lot of things are, are have to rhyme. And obviously, if you change languages, your rhyming scheme is going to go all to hell. So I imagine they translated them and then they tweaked a lot of it. So if you tweaked all your rhymes, that's fine. I've it's what it's done is it's trained me to not really get too like detectivey on the actual words. I always get detectivey. I on try the words. and look at bigger pictures, and that's just the, how we think here. But I always think if there's a clunky or a weird turn of phrase, rather than me think it was like a conscious choice to use this word, I usually think it's probably a weird translation thing. Doesn't mm-hmm. bother me, but that's just how my brain chalks it mm-hmm. up. I, usually, I like focus in on like the weird translate because the the words are so important in this. And they are, but every now and then, you you I imagine would have to agree that like there are some things that just don't really make that much sense. Yeah, but and then that's fine. Yeah, but then like this one, that was like a major clue. Yeah, and I had no idea and there was like nothing else that really would have indicated that i mean maybe the first hint clue card because we didn't really look at the hint clue cards because this one also we were like smooth sailing we knew exactly what to do or we thought we did <laughs> we thought i don't know we did. that's probably more I, accurate I, on, on like a meta level i guess i'm i guess i have a question for you which is like why are we what are we what is the point of this podcast this episode yeah because i'm thinking about it and i'm like who is going to listen to this? Maybe someone else who's played this one and they weren't sure about it. Okay. Yeah. Maybe we should like tell or if everybody someone out played there. this and loved it. And we oh, could... yeah. We would love to hear that. Hit us up and see like if it's maybe like a, like a, our brains thing. Although Eric and I have vastly different brains. <laughs> we've already talked. We've talked about that a whole bunch <laughs> I mean, of that's my, my favorite part of playing games. Um. Well, I mean, I honestly commented on Instagram on somebody... Some a stranger, I don't know, a, a woman somewhere who had posted a picture of this box. Yeah. And I said something like, well, we just got that. We're planning on doing it. And she said something to the effect of the last puzzle in it was the coolest puzzle I've ever done in an exit game. So I would assume that she meant that in a good way. I mean, it was it. cool. I was excited about it. It had a candle. It, it had a... 
It had a column. You turn the lights out. You, you like, it, it felt was like cool. you were doing a ritual, which is what you're supposed to be doing. But even as we were doing it, I was like, why is there a clue built in here that we have to point this towards the light? Because I get that that makes the light specific, but it also doesn't make the light clear. The whole idea is you're supposed to, I mean, maybe that's because we didn't do the bloodlust thing, right? Like, maybe we were supposed to figure out, like, as we were spelling bloodlust, maybe it would have been clear in that pattern when it started to fall on the right area. All we did was we took the candle and we put it on a space, and when it blocked the skull, well, we said, that's the space. So I don't really know why I'm moving I it I also don't really understand, do like, I thought that that's what that clue card was telling us to do. What was the point of that clue card, if not... Well, that's we did everything right except moving it along the track. But if you're only ever putting in three different signs for three different numbers for three mm-hmm. different spaces on the cipher, then we did that. Yeah. That's why I'm like, I don't really care if I push the candle around and spell it out donut. We <laughs> we, we stopped on the D and the N and the T, Which then we, we did. did it. Like yeah. you know what I mean. So like, I don't really know why it matters if we pushed it across bloodlust or not. Yeah. Because we had it on the right spaces. Oh, no, we, we did just, have it on the right spaces? That's the thing. I, I don't know because the I don't explanation was, 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 yeah. was like reading Portuguese. Like I, I was like, this doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> but I guess the problem that I have here is that I guess I understand like why you would do that to make sure that it like clearly intersected, the light clearly intersected. But then the clue says something like, this will ensure you're always right. Once a skull is in the dark, you'll know your arrows hit the mark. But they we weren't in the dark. No, like they just the, had like a shred of because shadow on it. the way that it specified that you had to point the tiny little cardboard piece at the light meant that it was only ever going to be like a sliver of light hitting the skull. Mm-hmm. I don't like. There's no, there's no clarity in that, <laughs> and I don't mind that. I don't mind when there are not when there's not clarity in these games occasionally, especially when it's like, well, we know this number's right, this number's right. Maybe we have to wiggle around on this one. We weren't sure about we were we had like no idea. We were spinning our wheels. We literally went through and checked every symbol in the game on the code to see if things would line up. I just kept thinking at that point and that's why when you're like, well, what is the answer? And I'm like, well, I didn't really read that close on the answer card. Once I realized that we were definitely not getting it, we were definitely wrong. Here's the explanation. We missed the incomplete step. When you were talking about the goodwill, mm-hmm. like like the reader's energy, like my goodwill was spent. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, this is going to explain it. And frankly, I don't really care because mm-hmm. the game lost me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like when I play, if I play a Euro game and in the third turn, I'm like, I'm bored. Uh-huh. Then it's like, you lost me. Yep. You're not going to get me back. Yep. You lost me. And that's what happened here. Yep. And it lost me like an hour earlier. I mean, it kind of, uh, clearly it kind of lost us in the first half. <laughs> so it was like, oh, okay, well, that's fine. You know, just keep going. And it's like, well, yeah, but at this point, I don't really want to. Yeah. Which is so bad because this is like a one-off experience. Mm-hmm. It's not like if you play a game and you're playing with somebody who you don't like or, you know, like if you're playing in a game and you have a bad experience, that doesn't reflect on the game necessarily. Yeah. It reflects more on your experience. But this time, like those two things, when it's like a one-off game, like a consumable game, mm-hmm. then the experience and the game are intertwined. Yeah. So when the experience is bad, it's because the game is bad and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Like the whole thing just sort of went to pot. 
I mean, not always. Like, sometimes you're not, and, like, this might have contributed. I could tell that you were, like, not in the mood for this from the get-go. I was. And then on the first puzzle, you were, like, was irritated. Like, I was like, well, what if we try it this way? You were like, that doesn't sound right. I don't care. <laughs> well, the first puzzle, I was like, this is, this isn't working. And, and the first puzzle, talk but about was, not start, talk about I reader mean, energy. It started by driving me into, like, a brick I'm going to go ahead and say that that's not the game's fault. Well, that first I'm, puzzle was not the game's fault. For me, maybe that's true. Maybe this was just not my day. Yeah. But the fact that it lost you too. Yeah, and I mean, this is like my, I really like these games. And that doesn't I mean, mean that like I'm done with Exit. No, me neither. Not by a long shot. But I guess the other thing it does show me is that the other problem with this game is like one reason I might have run out of energy is also like I don't like playing these games when you're frustrated by them. And that's not like bad on, you know what I mean? Like you... And I'm sure that's the case for you with me too. Like in a weird way, these games can be kind of frustrating. No, they that's can cause some true. tension, and they can also like, especially when you have two people working together whose brains are so entirely different, it can be a little bit tense to deal with this game. And oftentimes, one not often, there are certain times when you play this where like one of us is like, I'm all over this. Like my brain's mm -hmm. firing. Yeah, these puzzles were like made for me, and the other one is like. Staring off into space. <laughs> like, yeah. And that's happened to both of us. Yeah. Where the other one was like, not me. Yeah. These puzzles were not made for me. I don't nope, get these. I don't understand that. <laughs> and that's fair. I think ultimately my takeaway from this, and I think we always knew this, is that exit games and unlock games and consumable one-off games, and mm -hmm. that includes, you know, like I said, exit, unlock, and even time stories to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> are kind of on a razor's edge. Yeah. And they're walking a really fine line. And I mean, and that's kind of the point, though. Because yeah. when they pull it off, it's amazing. It makes it way more satisfying. Because you're like, wow, that was so cool. They never fell off the tightrope. Yep. And by and large, they don't. Mm -hmm. I mean, Time Stories, you will talk about eventually. Our track record is a little spottier <laughs> there. Wait, I don't think we can talk about Time Stories. We haven't played Time Stories in like a year and a half. And we're not going to. Either. We're not going to. It's not so, happening. But, you know, like this for us was the first time, and I think we would both agree, mm -hmm. that Exit kind of took a misstep. Yeah. Like an actual misstep. Not like, a, oh, that one wasn't as good as the or last one. Or that one wasn't like suited for my strengths. Yeah. This yeah. one, we were both like, mm. It didn't really work that well. I honestly, and the craziest thing about it, and I never would have thought this because I was excited about this in the beginning, I think it's the two parts. If this had just been like the bad experience we had the first time, we would have been like, oh, that one was okay. Mm-hmm. It did sort of take the momentum away. It took the air out of you. It was, and then when you started, for me, when it started on a puzzle that we had a real problem with, mm -hmm. it it really made me not want to keep going. And I guess, like, the biggest... I guess that is why that's, like, the most egregious error is that there isn't some kind of list in this two-part thing. Because since it's meant to be played as two parts, you should, in theory, be able to take as long as you like and then pick up on the second one. I think the error was so upsetting to us because typically... You may not know what it means, but when you open an exit game for the first time and you're given what you're given, you know your path. Mm -hmm. You know what you're supposed to be doing. You know your direction. It's not confusing what you're supposed to be. I mean, it is confusing maybe to figure out how. Yeah. But you're like, well, I got this card. I got this symbol. I got these clues. I have to figure it out from there. But this one we were like, um, what? And that may have been a function of the fact that with, with the passage of time, we lost the thread. 
No, but that's what I'm saying. That should not happen. (laughs) Because if that happens, this isn't a two-part game. No, and I don't think that it was. It just felt like a big, long game. It's just one big, long game where you have a pause in the middle where you can go to the bathroom, which is probably what we should have done. But I also time. felt no compulsion to keep going. So when it was like, do you no. want to stop? And you said yes, I was, remember being like, okay, good. Because I feel yeah. like this was just treading water. You could have edited and a again, bunch out of this and made it one normal size exit. Yeah, it would have been and, better. And again, I feel like some of that has to do with like energy. Like I both think, I, I think that we were both maybe feeding off of each other's like not into it energy. Because this is a game, like I said, I think that this is a game that you both have to be, like, engaged or it's not going to work. It's like when we tried to play Werewolf with your sister and it was the first time that I'd ever played that game and I was like, this is boring. Cause, <laughs> and like, she also said, I'm the werewolf, can we play something else? And it was well, <laughs> I mean, that was after. But when we first started playing it, like, the first couple rounds, I was like, oh. This isn't really working. Yeah, it- I was like, this game is really fun. Why isn't this fun? Oh, because this is not, like, the ideal situation. Yeah, the group energy will definitely dictate the experience in a game like that. And here, too. Yeah. And I rallied here. After we got through the first one and we sorted out where we had gone wrong, mm-hmm. I got back into it. Yeah, and I thought that the middle puzzles in this were Fine. pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Not like blew my wig off or anything, but like they were better than the whole first one. Yeah. The whole first half of this that was, was very milk toast. Mm-hmm. Not great. I don't know. It, it, this was an interesting exercise because it, it gave me a glimpse into the different directions that a game like this can go. Mm-hmm. And that for me personally, there. I don't really want to go in all those directions, maybe. Mm -hmm. And if people like this one, great. Yeah. And I also wonder if, like, people that you, who might have liked it and who talked about it, did play it as all one. Because if we'd, like, pulled out the candle and, like, we've been like, what is this for? But, like, the fact that it wasn't hidden, like, the fact that it was like, oh, there's also a candle in here, so we know that there's going to be some crazy, like, kind of took away from the... The surprise? Yeah. In a purely mechanical sense, as soon as I saw the candle... I also knew that it was going to be something to do with shadows, and which undercut yeah. a lot of the surprise. Sometimes Exit does things, and you're like, what? That's crazy. You never saw that coming. Yeah. And, but when I saw the candle, I was like, okay, so we're going to light it, and it's going to have a shadow. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what we did. Yep. So that one wasn't exactly a super surprise move. Yeah. It was cool, but it wasn't like, I wasn't like blown away by that. It was exactly what I expected it to I be. I was hoping we were going to do something like burn some stuff but it specifically said like do not <laughs> use this candle to burn things do not hold it close to things and i was like oh man i thought that was the point <laughs> so that's exit well we'll i feel like that is not exit if that's this episode of exit so yeah. this one always called the catacombs of horror it tried to squeeze some story in there it tried to do a two-parter it tried to do lots of different things for, for us, us it was a bit of a work. miss uh, if you're curious, my favorite exit is Murder on the Orient Express. And my yours, favorite is the Pharaoh's Tomb. Pharaoh's Tomb. Both of those are definitely excellent. If you've never oh, played man. an exit. Pharaoh's we... Tomb. I don't know how you can say it. I liked Orient Express. I thought it was cool. And actually, I will say that that is a game that is different than the others. It does it's, not. It's yes. not played in the same way as the others. It's not the same like puzzly as the others. You're actually solving a mystery. Um, and it did not it did not lose us at any point. Mm-mm. We never were like, oh, they're doing something different. Don't like it. Yeah. No, it worked perfectly. Um, and Eric, that was your favorite. It, it was. was not my favorite because Pharaoh's Tomb was like probably the only time I ever played like a game and like gasped. Like the gum fell out of my mouth when they yeah. did this thing. I, I was mean, like, I just I had uh, <laughs> that game. I cannot recommend that game enough. If you've never played Exit, one of the oh, something like Pharaoh's Tomb 
will really surprise you. Yeah. You should play a couple others so you get kind of into the swing of it. But man, Pharaoh's Tomb, jaw-dropping for me, at least. I think because we did not expect what happened in that. Not by a long shot. Had never seen anything like it. And then it happened. And yeah, it was was shocking. We were like, what? That was crazy. That's so cool. So definitely take a look at Exit. Uh, if you are a diehard Exit fan, let us know if you like Catacombs of Horror. And yeah. If we're just super off base, or maybe one of us, namely me, was in a bad mood. And <laughs> no, I was everything. definitely. I mean, like this is my. These are my favorite games. So when you say like if you're a diehard Exit fan, like I am. Maybe other people who just think very differently than we do, or like yeah. that one was made for me, and that would make sense to me also because, like we said, different brains will react to this game in different yeah. ways. I do. I'm I'm used to more like word puzzles. There weren't really any like any word puzzles in this one. It there was some capital. We got the, there was a capitalization one. Yeah, there and that, that of, one was like there's that a lot of weird me. symbology in this symbols. Very abstract puzzles. This one felt... It just felt different. Uh, don't give up on Exit. Don't And don't take this as some kind of sign that all Exits are bad. For our money, they're not. Maybe you don't like them, and that's fine, too. But mm-hmm. we enjoy them a lot. Yeah, my favorite. So you should send us an email if you really like Catacombs of Horror. Uh, and why. Tell us why specifically you like it. I'd be curious to hear. And I do think that the last puzzle was very cool. It just was, like, not... For some reason, it was not the working. Real, the super tactile one didn't work for us. But yeah. our email is player1player2podcast at gmail.com. And player1 and player... Or the words 1 and 2 are spelled out. Yep. Uh, definitely reach out to us. We we'll, were looking forward to having a mailbag someday and reading somebody's questions. <laughs> Nobody's in a question. Well, lots of questions, but they're all they're all about... No, no, no questions. <laughs> There's been no questions. Maybe we'll make some friends. We're thinking of going to PAX. PAX Unplugged is coming in December, and we, if we can make a couple of arrangements, then yes, we, I think, are <laughs> Mainly going to... Mainly one, our child. Having the small child go somewhere so he's not with us. <laughs> somewhere not with us. Somewhere else. <laughs> somewhere not trying to eat dice. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put that die up your Don't nose. Don't put that there. So, yeah, if uh, you are in the area and you're going to PAX, again, reach out to us. We'd like to like to play a game with somebody. Mm, yeah. So that's that. We're going to go recycle all these pieces, unfortunately. No. You're going to keep the box, though. We you had your eye box. on that box for a while. It's a really nice size. I thought you had something for it already. Oh, I do. <laughs> all right. Good night. Player one, signing off. Player two, good evening. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.